I think he deserves credit for getting the world off in the right direction at the end of the Cold War. The Cold War being over was not an excuse to pack up and go home. It was an excuse to build a new world of cooperation. Time will prove that he was right in wanting an integrated cooperative world of strong security with lots of freedom, lots of democracy, lots of interaction between people. It is a big idea, a new world order, where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. George H. W. Bush, 1990 and 1991, in the sweep of history. Looking at all these events, it's actually quite astounding to think that all of them occurred within the same four-year period. In fact, I would make the argument that more occurred during President Bush's single term in office on the international scene than faced any other U.S. president in history. His presidency from a foreign policy standpoint, George, was such a consequential president. The nation was lucky to have him uh, at that particular time, to say he was the last World War II veteran. And um, we also, there were just remarkable events that took place during those four years. When you think about the end of the Cold War, the Soviet Union going out of business, um, the um, uh, unification of Germany, uh, the uh, uh, liberation, if you will, of all those former Soviet uh, states in, uh, in Eastern Europe. Um, big, big changes that uh, the situation had existed since the end of World War II and through the Cold War. And um, all of a sudden it ends, and he was in exactly the right spot when that happened, especially because he understood that uh, partly what was needed was to manage the U.S. reaction, that there was a way, if you, if you overdid it, if, uh, say, people were dancing on the Berlin Wall, um, you could get into a situation where you'd make it tougher for Gorbachev to do what we wanted him to do, uh, which was end the Cold War. The responsibility for sending someone's son and today daughter into harm's way rests on the shoulders of the president, so it is the most difficult decision. This will not stand, this aggression against uh, Kuwait. If you want to know how to fight a war, take a look at the way George Bush fought the first Gulf. The skies over Baghdad have been illuminated. Just two hours ago, Allied Air Forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq and Kuwait. These attacks continue as I speak. Ground forces are not engaged. This conflict started August 2nd, when the dictator of Iraq invaded a small and helpless neighbor. Kuwait, a member of the Arab League and a member of the United Nations, was crushed. Its people brutalized. Five months ago, Saddam Hussein started this cruel war against Kuwait. Tonight, the battle has been joined. We're not walking away until our mission is done, until the invader is out 
of Kuwait. Not, in fact, the day of the dictator is over. Join us in 2024 for George H.W. Bush, the two-season conclusion, the sweep of history, and the changing of the guard. Kuwait is liberated. Iraq's army is defeated. Our military objectives are met. Kuwait is once more in the hands of Kuwaitis in control of their own destiny. Tonight, the Kuwaiti flag once again flies above the capital of a free and sovereign nation. And the American flag flies above our embassy. Seven months ago, America and the world drew a line in the sand. We declared that the aggression against Kuwait would not stand. And tonight, America and the world have kept their word. This is not a time of euphoria certainly not a time to gloat but it is a time of pride pride in our troops pride in the friends who stood with us in the crisis pride in our nation and the people whose strength and resolve made victory quick decisive and just as commander-in-chief i can report to you our armed forces fought with honor and valor and as president I can report to the nation, aggression is defeated, the war is over. In fact, Bob Gates, who of course uh, went on to become Secretary of Defense in later administrations, was at this point in time Deputy National Security Advisor, and Gates, who had trained as a historian, was fond of going around the White House and the NSC and telling everybody who he could, repeatedly, that never in human history had a massive empire collapsed without a major war ensuing. And at every step, the administration uh, approached their difficulties, approached unexpected events by thinking to themselves, not what can we do, but how can we promote stability? The 20-year-old fighter pilot shot down in World War II executed a soft landing to the Cold War as president, a singular achievement of a remarkable man lesson of this that uh, great public servants uh, do their jobs in some ways so well that they achieve the goals and when we look back uh, we don't even realize how hard it was. You remember, Mr. President, that Gorbachev made his last call to you before the Soviet Union went out of existence. He made it to you and he thought nothing remarkable about that. Mm -hmm. So that's who he was. at a dramatic and deeply promising time in our history and in the history of man on earth. For the past 12 months, the world has known changes of almost biblical proportions. And even now, months after the failed coup that doomed a failed system, I'm not sure we've absorbed the full impact, the full import of what happened. Communism died this year. And even as president with the most fascinating possible vantage point, there were times.
times when I was so busy managing progress and helping to lead change that I didn't always show the joy that was in my heart. But the biggest thing that has happened in the world, in my life, in our lives, is this. By the grace of God, America won the Cold War. George H.W. Bush in the sweep of history and George H.W. Bush 1992, the changing of the guard are coming in 2024.